the Saturday Friends Club. Hello everyone and welcome, welcome once again to the Saturday Friends Club, your destination for having fun. I'm just going to put it, that, that that could be the tagline for us, the destination for I, having I, it fun. It could be. We we didn't discuss this ahead of time. I, I mean, I like Did to you do... discuss this with our branding manager? Yeah, um, we need to have at least three marketing committees on this. I, I mean... Do you have a quorum? I find to, to do it natural is the way to go. Just you know, to to to, to find the inner beauty of a motto. No, no, I'm getting head shakes across the room. We're it, all very disappointed. All right. Well, anyway, we'll I'm not testing well. I'm Josh. <laughs> I, I am the one controlling the boards and everything over here at the Saturday Friends Club. That uh, wasn't let, a threat. It's just coincidental. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead. We've got a full. We've got a full panel and a guest this week, which yes. is super exciting. <gasps> oh boy! Uh, so let's go ahead. We'll start. Sabrina's here. Hello. We have Eric. I'm here. We have Martin. Hello. We have Mags. Yes. So we've got a full five-person panel. This is a, a, a. It's been a while since we've had the couch completely full over here. The panel of judgment has been convened. <laughs> and, well, well, we'll see. We've got a. So this month looks like it's going completely the way of. Uh, it's th- November is Journey Month. It looks like because animals. all three of our choices are either animals or people on a journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, seems pretty accurate to me. So, enchanted journeys, so uh, uh, they, uh, an enchanted journeys. journey. Well, you know what, Eric? Uh-huh. Very good. You actually bring up that exact term of word <laughs> <laughs> because we have a special friend, Heather Breckel here. Yay. Hello. Hey. Hello. Heather is uh, one of our extended friends. Actually, I got into Heather to contact with Heather almost a year ago, saying like, "Hey, What's I want." Uh, yeah, I was like, hey, I'm going to do this stupid podcast. You want to be part of it? And she was like, sure, every once in a while. That's how you pitched it? More or less. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this. I've got a real stupid podcast. And I want you to be on it. <laughs> I mean. We'd like to waste approximately an hour and a half of your Saturday. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the dumbest of podcasts I've no. done. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, but yes, uh, thank you very much, Heather. Uh, if you could go ahead and just um, just detail yourself real quick and explain, you know, the awesomeness that is you. Okay. Well, um, I and you already said who I was. Uh, I'm the colorist on the My Little Pony comic for IDW. I've also worked on the Ninja Turtles animated comic, which is the one based off of the new Nick show. Uh, I've also done some stuff for Image, DC, Marvel. So I've pretty much worked for a ton of people. So if you read, I guess, like an all ages book, I probably worked on it. Fantastic, yeah, and and just an all around cool person. I love I love the fact that like every single time, like I love just watching your t- Twitter feed because it's just constant, just like, oh hey, check it out. It's just more pictures of that. Oh god, that, that thing bl- you love. That thi- Well, yeah, just all like, <laughs> uh, hey, look at the cute anime girl. The you know of this time, who I forget who's the top one, the one with the blue hair. Oh, Lucina from Fire Emblem. Yeah, yeah. It just it's constant just stream of Lucina just like, yep, oh, yep, there's more of that. I know it's a Heather post. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Overwatch and it's cats. And I, I don't, between those two things especially, I don't see any problems here. No, no. It's, no, no. It's complete fun. She has she has cats. They're very cute. That sounds they like make... a very efficient cross section of the internet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The cat, her cats, they make very droll faces at the camera. You know, you keep marketing on brand. Hmm. <laughs> you'll, you'll be, Heather, you'll be happy to know that we have a. There is a cat here right now with us as well. He's yeah. staring out the window, but I'm sure that if you're looking our way, it would be with disdain. <laughs> yes, he's he's kind of a turd sometimes. He has <laughs> resting bitch face. Yeah. <laughs> he's a cat. <laughs> but but yes, I'd say like I I think all of us here have, have enjoyed your work, especially on the, the My Little Pony comic books. Mm-hmm. You bring you bring Andy's uh, art uh, art to life in a way that he alone cannot. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. As said, uh, we have uh, we have Heather here, and as we always like to do, we uh, we enjoyed to 
have our guests like reach out and we say, you know, the same thing that we ask to ourselves. What's something that we want to bring? What's a what's a, something that we watched that we enjoyed as a kid that we need to, you know, make sure that other people knew about? And uh, Heather brought up a, a, a something I had never heard of, uh, something that is really only like able to be pr- watched on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's very it's difficult to find, except for the fact it's on YouTube. If YouTube didn't exist, I don't know how we would find this. Yeah, this looks like one of those things that like has changed rights, like uh, the or oh, it has. Uh, yeah, the like changed hands so many times, so like it it would just be really difficult. Thank thank God for YouTube. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Heather, uh, let's go ahead and start. Uh, could you explain your experience uh, growing up with the Enchanted Journey? Oh well, it was like one of those weird eras in the '80s where like you still rented videos, like VHS tapes, and at the time, I think there was a bunch of like random, like kid-friendly anime that was on shelves at the time. Because I remember, like, my family would rent like a bunch of like random movies, and some of that stuff was it. There was like, it was like. The Water Prince and the Fire Child was one of the big ones, I remember. And this one was like another one that stood out to me. So for some reason, I was just always really attached to it. But, I mean, I grew up to be like a big anime fan. But obviously, when I was like five years old, I had no idea like what this was. So it was kind of fun to revisit it. It's, it's interesting. So this is, so this is a like, I, I think this is a phenomenon we've, we've discussed in this, on this uh, show before is if there's a video store near your house and it has something, and if you wa- if you rent that and watch that multiple times, I think as as kids we got attached to that. And like my, earlier, we I, we did the Ernest movie, Ernest Rides Again, and that was Ugh. the same thing. That was <laughs> that was a movie that was just at the movie store. I remember watching it many times on VHS, no less, of course. Yeah, I had the the same feeling. It wasn't a a, a movie, but like the Toxic Avenger uh, oh, video game. Oh my oh, god! Boy. Right, it was terrible. And like, if my parents had ever seen any trauma films, they would not have let my brother and I rent that. But we went back and back and back and back and back and back to this store to rent this dumb game. And at some point, they could have bought it for us, I'm sure, or maybe they couldn't have. Like, who knows? It was. You know, rural Kentucky, I'm not sure that, like, you know, Walmart was going to stock us a, a, a Toxic Avenger video game. Yeah, um, I'm sure that, would, yeah, the local church would have... Yeah. You say church, like, uh, no, I mean, we have quite high per capita. Um, but yeah, no, I just, you, you, you see it once and you like it, and then, like, maybe your parents bring it back to you a couple times, because they're like, oh, you like that one thing that one time, uh, and then it just becomes something that you do just through sheer repetition. Well, thankfully, Heather picked the more wholesome option. <laughs> <laughs> Although this, this, I will say, this movie does have some, does have some like off-putting violence in it as well. Yeah, I was not expecting a gang fight. <laughs> yeah, well, that, where the heck did that come from? Well, let's go ahead and get into yeah, it. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's jump into this. Uh, the nineteen eighty-four anime. Eighty-one. An- Oh, okay. Then the, what we have here on IMDb is terribly out of uh, out of date. Um, so we're working off of different databases, and we'll do what we can. But let's go ahead and do this. Let's get ourselves started on the Enchanted Journey. Glicko and Nono are on the way. Hooray! <laughs> The Enchanted Journey uh, from either 1981 or 1984, depending on who you believe. I believe the 81 81 was... 81 might be the original release, and 84 might be the English language release. Correct. Ah, okay. Okay. Look at you. What? Figuring out numbers. I mean, just like like figuring shit out. Looking, Looking... Just impressed. Look at you okay. knowing things. Uh, I'm bowing right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's see. The director was Hideo Nishimaki. Uh, and uh, the writers were Peter Fernandez for the English version. And Atsuo Saito uh, for the book version. 
Uh, and for the English version, which w- let's be granted, I believe that's the one that we've all listened to. I don't know if Heather, you were you were listening to the Japanese dub. I don't even know if they had that. I don't even know where you would find that. <laughs> that would be great. Let's go about. Let's go back and just get a straight dub of it. Bro, Some VHS sub- store clinging onto a corner somewhere in Japan. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you want to watch this dubbed? Oh. (laughs) It has such plebs as Orson Welles, Jim Backus, and Peter Fernandez. I can't wait wait to talk about Orson Welles. God, like, is this like the the Orson Welles and like the peas grow there era Orson Welles? Oh, yeah. We are are deep into the the very sad and unfortunate twilight of Orson Welles' career. Oh, boy. This is, no, this is the, if anyone else, any of our listeners have ever seen this, but if you've ever watched, it's on YouTube, and it's the clips of Orson Welles trying to film champagne commercials while, like, clearly very drunk. No, no, isn't it Brandy? Is it no, no, Paul Maison Brandy? Paul Maison Champagne. The French Champagne. Oh, right. Oh, the French Champagne. Oh, yes, yes. So that Orson Welles. Yes. Also, you know, Unicron Orson Welles. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Orson, Orson Welles of, like, of the farm where peas grow. <laughs> And peas grow there. <laughs> uh, but yes, here, here so, on this enchanted journey. So let's go ahead and hit the story uh, line. Glicko, a young chipmunk living in the city with his sister, is enticed by the words of Pippo, the carrier pigeon, to leave home and find the great forest, the true home of chipmunks. Setting off alone, he encounters various friends and enemies as he tries to leave the big city and reach his legendary home r- land. Um, I will state that we have an opposite problem as we did did with Beetlejuice animated series, and the fact the Wikipedia has nothing. <laughs> there is a rather yeah. rather than way too much information. There is a, there is a dearth of information on Wikipedia. Yes, but um, yeah, I like I, I first of all I want to know who keeps chipmunks as a pet. Yep, that, that it's was a thing in Japan actually. It is. Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I guess I I guess it is. So. Or at least they have the those um those cafes, like an animal cafe. Yeah, right. they, have, uh, they have plenty the of pet anime. cafes. Are a sort of recent-ish trend, as 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 I understand. But oh, obviously, okay. like I live in Oakland. Well, okay. Glicko's like sister says that they they were they were from the pet store. So like, I feel like exotic pets were more just a thing. Like just used to more be a thing. That's true. I I just like I'll, I can only think of my uncle who had a chinchilla, which was a total nightmare of a pet. So it's like I can't imagine chipmunks are much better pets. Mm. No, I imagine that like chipmunks have to be like incredibly neurotic pets. <laughs> you know, uh, like you need at least two of them, and you need something to do. For, you need to give them a place to hide all the time. They'll they'll, they'll run away on, a, on when Orson Welles talks to them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Where's a incredibly hat? susceptible to like sweet talking pigeons? Yeah. I liked I liked his kicky little like uh, uh, bandana. Oh yeah, no, he's got some style. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's do this. Um, I, I want to do it this way just so we make sure. Uh, Heather, so you 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 obviously caught it again. Uh, was this the first time in many years just catching up with it? Yeah, I think I maybe last watched it maybe, and I was like. Maybe seven or eight. I actually found it like in Walmart in like the bargain bin on DVD not too long ago. Oh wow! But I still watched it from YouTube because I didn't feel like digging. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before before we get into it, and, and trust me, we've we've been kind of conversing uh, over the week of just going like trying to figure out how to di- to digest this. Uh, what was your feeling after all these years rewatching this one? I don't remember it being so horrifying sometimes. <laughs> oh, good. I'm not the only <laughs> one. Oh, good. Oh, good. I, I felt, like, uniquely terrified by this in a way that I had not expected. And... All the carnivores have Dragon Ball Z face. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what this actually made me think of was Secret of Nim, speaking of docking animal movies, because in that one, the cat is animated as this, like, horrifying monster. And I'm wondering if that's supposed to be, like, that's, like, small rodent perspective. Like, like it's an unreliable narrator sort of yes, issue, yes. And right? Because both of the cats in this movie looked like like horrifying demons. Yes, they did. And I, and I don't totally want to get into like the the carnivores at the end of the movie who make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> um, but um, so yeah, just the the fact it was like weird and horrifying. Any anything else, Heather? Oh boy, I was. 
was surprised by how well it actually held up. Like, I still really enjoyed it, aside from the really, really awkwardly dubbed song that was out of the <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get that far. I dropped out of this race early. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't I handle it. Like, the whole movie, we're going low going, and then he just starts singing in the middle of it. Like, wait, what? Yeah. I told you you could sing. Oh, this is... He was so off key. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say just right off the top of the bat that I really, really did not like the music in it. No, no, <laughs> it, was, it was not its best suit. No, no. It, was, it, it was like kind of, it was like karaoke on a Casio kind of music. I'm gonna extend that too to the sound work. Overall, the sound, the, yeah, just in just... general, like the foley work, like it was a little weird. I don't know if that was like if they weren't a lot, if they didn't get licensing on any of the sound, like or if they had to just like. I don't know, like if if that's the sound that came sort of originally with um, the movie, or if like when they it came to America, they were like, "We're just gonna redo everything," yeah. um, and but we're gonna do it terrible because we're <laughs> yeah, Americans. There, yeah. there were points, yeah, I think where like things were falling and it was just completely silent, and I'm like, it, "This is the point you would have added something." Or right. like they would have like a weird sound, and you're like, "I don't know why that clicked." Or, or yeah, it was just yeah. it was very strange. Well, it, it was, the, the first time Glico gets attacked by the cat, like there's like the music is not swelling. There's no sound effects, so it's just him. Like, there's almost no like soundtrack music. No, mm. no soundtrack music. Very few sound effects. I mean, the sound effects that were used were really weird. I think there was like one that was like some kind of like charge or fight sound, but it like sounded something from something like Dragon Ball Z. I kept my mind kept drifting back to it to Dragon Ball Z for some reason. I, I think also like the fact that Glico makes a little like noise every time he jumps. Oh yeah, the. Well, I was always stuck between if that was cute or annoying. I, I felt well, like I was playing I, a platformer, and that's like the the, the jump noise, like. Dwee, 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 no, dwee. I I think that I don't know if that's a Japanese thing or if that's just the English dub thing, but I definitely watched um, a dub of a Japanese Thumbelina movie from the early '90s, and there was a frog, and anytime he jumped, he made a very similar tweet tweet sound every time he jumped. Hmm. No, I feel like that's just something that happened that was like something that marks it of that era right um i don't know if i don't know if that's accurate but that's the feeling i have in my heart <laughs> <laughs> and feelings are what matters max oh what was that heather oh i think it was just trying to be cutesy yeah. yeah yeah i mean it is it is in the end a anime that seems geared towards uh, uh, definitely kids oh yeah i i will say like I, I think the art style is probably it's it's stronger suit uh, aside from uh, Nono's face, that was very strange. Yeah. She didn't have a nose. She just had a nub. And like her eyes were different. Was that supposed to be like because she's the girl and she's supposed to be cute? I don't. I think so, but it, it weirds me out that her Guess? eyelashes were way above like the actual her eyeball because she didn't have whites in her eye. She had like a she except had... for the highlight. And I feel like that that's maybe like the one big like one of the things I did like about this was sort of the character design and you could see in everybody sort of what their personality was. <laughs> I like, just didn't like it when they were missing the noses. Yeah. That weirded me out. Noses are hard. I, I mean, I feel like all these other all these other chipmunks had this little black spot for their nose, but then for some reason, no-no. has like this big fleshy, ziggy sort of nose. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, why would you not yeah, give that's her a deep nose? Cut. Chip, chipmunk ziggy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going. We're going. Like, what deep makes here. that girly? Her not having a nose. Did, was I the only one who thought that she also looked a lot like uh, Glico's sister? No. I mean, I think there's only so much character differentiation you can get between I, chipmunks. I, yeah. I guess. But I, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, no more or less than any of the other chipmunks. All right. Well, consensus says I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. So cool. let's uh, let's do this. Let's break down the the two protagonists more or less. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. So let's start with Glico. What were our feelings of our protagonist? We'll start with Heather. I thought he was really cute. Like, I really liked the character design, especially, like, you already, like, said, like, the little bandana. Like, I feel like it, it just gave him a little more personality design-wise because, like, the other chipmunks were kind of... I mean, they were cute, but they, there was nothing really all that exciting about them, like, visually, that I can really think of what stood out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were just kind of just these little furry things that bounced around everywhere in the zoo scene. Yeah, some of them were right. taller and some of them were rounder. Uh, but, yeah, they were all, like, background characters. I think that bandana really helped pick Glico out. Mm-hmm. Just, like, I, by the way, I would, here. Feel, I would feel ripped off if I went to a zoo and it's like, we have chipmunks. It's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Lame. And here's our exhibit of squirrels and pigeons. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's just things you'd capture from the park right over there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
Maybe they're more exotic there. I don't know. I feel like some zoos will have some local animals, but that's because they're rescues, not necessarily, and they can't be returned back to the wild. Okay. It's not so much that, oh, look, we got chipmunks. It's more like, well, we don't think they can be. We taken. have to do something with these. Right. <laughs> and look we at might this as well colle- fool children. And look at this collection of children we have in this cage. <laughs> of course, I, I think the, the movie kind of ruins that idea because Nono specifically said that someone took her and her mom and took them to the zoo. Oh, God, right. can we, yeah. like, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Like, that speech is... So let, let's, yeah. let's, okay. let's do no-no. Uh, let's talk about our, our, our female protagonist that shows up about halfway through the uh, the the movie. Um, Heather, once again, what's what your feeling on her? Well, like you guys, like, her design kind of bothered me because it really feel like, feels like they were trying really hard to make the female chipmunk faces human. Yeah. Which, which yeah. is really weird. I don't know if it's creepy or not, but I felt creeped out. <laughs> yeah. You're well, I mean, personality-wise, I thought she was pretty cute. Like, I mean, she's not my favorite character or anything, but I mean, I like that she's still like stuck, stuck with it, and like hung in there. Yeah, she was spunky. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I actually say that this movie got a lot more interesting once No No was there mm-hmm. because yeah. it raised the stakes. Like with with, uh, with the Glicko, it was just kind of like I'm just off on my journey, whatever. I don't care. But once No No was there, it was just kind of like, oh, we've got to rely on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because oh, there's actual character interaction, and not him and the, and not him and the rat who's voiced by the the rich guy from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that rat was amazing. Yeah. It kind of kind of talks like Jimmy Stewart almost. I was gonna say, why did the rat sound like Jimmy Jimmy oh. Stewart? But now I know why. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the other rots are yeah. I don't have a Jimmy suit impression. Let's let me not do that. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's break down the uh, particular parts. And of course, is we don't have a breakdown scene for scene. So I'm gonna have to. You guys may have to help out. Uh, well, I think part you. of the problem with this is that like it's sort of like The Hobbit, and not like the the four hour nine hour epic. <laughs> but the book where things just sort of oh. happen after each other. Yeah, it's a series know? of things that happened. Yeah. yeah, it's a series of things that happened, and like one leads to the next, but in like only the most like plot-driven way and not character-driven way. Um, so it is sort of like you could probably leave, leave out an entire ten-minute YouTube clip, and I would be like, "Yeah, that sounds right." Yeah. So let's let's start at the beginning. We have uh, Glicko and his sister, who I believe Fluff. is simply named. Oh, there is a name. Fluff. She's just called Fluff, right? Oh, okay. Uh, is there? They are in the cage, and he's just like getting out and just doing whatever the hell he yeah, wants. He's just running yeah, running around the house, causing chaos. She, and, and she's got like Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look, she's made a living for herself here. You don't know like the other chipmunk relationships yeah. that she has here. I don't, I don't know what these chipmunks have been through because like I, you I don't, don't know her character arc, man. <laughs> I, I also like that she's like, quick, the humans are coming, and it's like footsteps, footsteps, and it's like, quick, get out of here, so they don't have to animate the humans. <laughs> <laughs> and all running out. The budget quickly. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm going to say is that we haven't seen Enchanted Journey two. There's a sequel. No, I made that oh, up. God. Oh, oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Sorry. This isn't like and the it, Starship, Tro- Starship Troopers two Falcon. Is it? They probably spent the budget on like the bad animals. it's so detailed these animals need more creases (laughs) (laughs) the the head animation there is like no like more like you're like we're gonna pay for overtime the animators can come in on the weekend and draw more wrinkles on the fox's face (laughs) we gotta make sure it looks evil yeah Yeah. make sure those eyes give him like death stare eyes so uh glicko is bouncing around he eventually goes outside and orson wells shows up (laughs) people oh French campaign. Ah, <laughs> uh, the forest. Uh, Here the in this forest. enchanted forest, peas grow there. You know, I feel like, like, I was like, is that Orson Welles? Because I'm like, his voice doesn't sound as deep as I'm, I'm used to This hearing. is no, Orson Welles' falsetto. <laughs> this is Orson Welles. This is Orson Welles deep in his, like, phoning ev- in everything. Like, he just needs money for food and booze at this point. It's it's like it's funny, but it's also very sad because he was a brilliant director. I don't know. I'm mm. sure maybe in audio editing they did something to it because like I saw him on a talk show around the same around the same time period, and his voice was very deep and yeah. But I I think and like this may be 
this may be just my general negative opinion of Orson Welles, which we can crucify before later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that that a lot of that was like his voice is very deep, but I think a lot of what you see him doing when he's showing off is affectation. Oh, yeah, okay. mm. and that like this is maybe not necessarily his normal speaking voice, but something that's slightly pitched above that. Okay, but I, what you're used to is like Orson Welles being capital O, capital W, or not that he's not whatever. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I got it. The O W. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think this is him affecting. He's like I like. I'm going to make this. I'm, make a jolly I'm going character. to be very yeah. Orson Welles. Oh, oh, I'm Santa Claus, kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add just a little. I'm gonna tweak this one a little bit. Right, and so like the pigeon is like him being slightly higher than his. Yeah, so that's that's my theory on that. So yeah, this pigeon came in and totally ruined everything. Ruined Glicko's life at this point. He gave him hope. He gave him a. a, He ripped him away from his family in a magic flying hat. Yeah, I was gonna say. Can we talk about the magic hat? We're we're not (laughs) at the hat yet. Sorry, sorry, spoilers. All right, fine. Spoilers. The hat hat kills me too. Trust me. Uh, But is there anything we want to say before we start the journey? Uh, no, it's he, he. He's convinced that like he needs to return to the forest so he can be amongst his people. Even though he has no idea what that's actually like. Yeah. Right, and his sister is there, and he's abandoning her. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm well, gonna, he, I'm gonna ollie out of here. Technically, asked her to come with him, and she said, No, I prefer it here. No, Glicko. But then at the end, she tells him, "What you, what you're there? Make sure people comes back and tells me to come, and I will come for you." Which we will discuss after the end of the journey, which I think was a. Probably she shouldn't, but whatever. <laughs> that's enchanted. That's enchanted journey too, right? <laughs> Fluff journey. I just want to know how he managed to so easily convince him to like completely change his life and go on this long ass journey because that was a really short conversation they had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, huh? Well, I mean, come <laughs> that on. was easy. I yeah, it was if, ridiculously if you, Orson easy. Orson obviously like a cult leader of some kind. Yeah, no matter if I mean, if you met a talking pigeon, I I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, fair. Yes. If yeah, Orson just... Welles came to me as a pigeon and said, Mags, go to the forest, yes, I'd yeah. be like, actually, can we talk about uh, what I think about um, Citizen Kane? No. Uh, yeah. and, 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 then, and then I'd get into a fight with a pigeon. So, yeah, Pippo <laughs> shows up and pretty much goes like, you have Thetans in you. <laughs> like, oh, no, no. Yeah, this is... Uh, all right, so we have that. Finally, um, pretty much Glicko goes like, okay, I'm going to go. And then we have a cat show up and then the hat scene. Okay, okay, hold on. We got to explain this part for the people who haven't watched it. Okay, go for it. So his sister, being the great sister she is, she chews through a fan in the back of the oven so he can go out and escape through the building. Then he finds the cat. The cat chases him. He runs all the way back to the balcony of his building. So she didn't even need to eat through the wires of the fan <laughs> in the house for him to escape. He could have left via the balcony. I feel like this is a like a, a reoccurring problem or a recurring problem. Is that they have this really cool idea for a really neat scene, like him going through the oven fan and her chewing through it. And then, like, as we'll see with the rat scene, uh, a little bit later, there's another instance of, oh, this is a really cool idea. I see it. And then, like, immediately they solve the problem. And you're like, Improv teaches you never solve the problem. But it's like the only reason he can't leave by going down the stairs is because of the cat. But I'm just saying, like, he could have left. He could have gone to the balcony via the balcony to begin with. But he had to be frightened into the hat to have the hat do magic. Sabrina, if it makes you feel any better, like I'm sure most people involved in this movie are dead now. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, why did you have to make this dark? Dark. Oh, yeah. I'm well, because it's winter now. All it's right. 530 Hold and the on. sun is gone. Let me check Orson Welles. She's right. <laughs> okay, but We're Orson Welles is probably one of the oldest people and that was working on this film. And also, he was drinking himself to death. So. Yeah, so he was already circling the drain. Ooh. <laughs> That's uh, that's pretty mean. <laughs> let's, let's celebrate. I mean, it's a truth. Celebrate though, is it his, not. Let's celebrate his life, his his movies, his various okay, works. Okay, this isn't about Orson Welles. This is about right. Glicko, okay. the chipmunk. And yeah. I will also tell you to make you feel a little better. It looks like Corian or who did the voice of No No is likely still alive. Oh, okay. Okay. So there you go. Cool. Born in born in Montreal. So there. Um, okay. So now let's get to the hat because we all want to talk about this hat. <laughs> uh, well, let's so, talk about really. So, so I mean, magic just hat. Magic. Glico goes into the hat. 
ends up like going and sailing off, and the hat catches a thermal draft that lifts him up to like. Right, right. It's it's like one of those like purple hat society purple hats. Big big, wide, big wide brim, fantastically purple. Um, plenty of room for a tiny chipmunk. Yeah, they they cut away from the owner of the hat so quickly. I felt like, like that was intersecting another anime. And if you watch some <laughs> other anime, there's like the, the 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 like the female lead, like her hat flies off, and you see a chipmunk for like a couple frames. <laughs> I feel like there's a there's a there's a mix there. It's a crossing of the anime streams. Yes, just have just have one anime that crosses over with every other anime, but just just from a distance. Yeah, this is, yeah. This, is the, this is like the Glico multiverse. So the thing that gets me about the hat scene though is that so they're they're pushing off the hat from the ledge, and then the hat starts flying out, and then Glico needs to jump for it. By the time the hat's already pushed off the legend, going for it, she, she would oh, not yeah. have been able to make it. It's like, and that's the thing with this film. They're like, there's so many impossible jumps that Glicko's somehow. Movie inexplicably... magic. A lot of jumping. Well, then, uh, then, and then the ridiculous. hat proceeds to fly horizontally for mm. a while. Right. It just as uh, as Josh has said, using this invisible thermal draft to just. Just continue to fly for a good like thirty seconds, and then yeah. like it's suddenly above other buildings, and like just when you catch. I mean, you catch good thermal. You can you can <laughs> you can just so. you can just I ride mean, and glide. In Glico's defense, like the larger chipmunks might weigh three ounces. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like it's not my issue is not that silly that like I he's flying the, or floating in the hat. I think the unladen yeah. hat would be impo- would not fly that well. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, how much is an unladen old lady's hat? Oh boy. Oh plus, boy. Well, plus we'd have to discuss like what the hat is made out of because there's not a real good way to tell. We need to talk about Adam Savage. <laughs> I need Adam Savage. <laughs> Alright, so uh, let's let's move forward on this. So we have Glicko finally down, is on the street. On his journey. Nearly yes. gets hit by a car. You know, ends up befriending a rat friend. That he saves from being hit by a car. Yeah, because right, so, somebody got trapped on some gum or something. Yeah, yes. some gum or gunk. And it's just like, hey, friend, how you doing? And somehow oh. a bottle before the rat <laughs> saves the rat from being yeah. Okay, all right. So there's a rat, and he gets caught on a gum wrapper that has gum on it. Which, like, step one, way to go, whoever spit out that gum. Do put it back in the wrapper. <sighs> but why then drop the wrapper in the street? Like, okay, so that's problem one. Uh, problem two is the rat can't get out of the gum. Uh, Glicko rolls a bottle in front of an oncoming car, which makes the wheel sort of like bump enough to save the rat. But then the rat immediately just pulls out of the gum. Yeah, and then there's problem number three, which is the glass shattering from the bottle basically exploding after the car runs it over, and none of the glass manages to hit the rat. It's a good, it's it's a good move by Glicko. It is so. an excellent move by Glicko, but it highlights again like that problem of like coming up with a problem that looks really cool and is like actually kind of scary at that scale, like having the rat stuck in the street and gum. I'm like, oh. That's that like this is plausible and I'm in this you've invest you've invested me. Um and then they solve it quite immediately after and you're like, Why did you suck all the fun the tension okay. Well because they needed uh to, you know, get his rat friend who we need to, we need to get to like the rat underground like rat fighting scene now yes. that i know there's a song later i'm sort of disappointed they didn't have like a yeah what what you're doing over there with the snapping yes. and they didn't have like a jets and shark style west rat side, fight. West side rat story between oh, the house yeah. rats and the uh, sewer rats yeah I, wanted, I was like i was hoping for that it's like come on it's like wow give this me movie something took a give turn. me something <laughs> Like, so demonic instead. <laughs> yeah, because we had three factions. You had the city rats. You had the the home the house rats Which and the sewer showed. rats. Yeah, and the sewer rats. So pretty much the the city rats were all like, we're gonna beat the fuck well, out of these like, little like house said, rats. Gonna, and like, and we're gonna go beat up the house rats. And like, <laughs> no, what? it was so proper. Okay. <laughs> Well, because he's this like, is just the way the world is. <laughs> yeah. Just doing some put, like pugilism, and like put them there, put them there. Yeah. Then, of the How many bad Jimmy come. Stewart impressions can we do? It's it's Let's like it's stop. Yeah. But but then before Sorry, they can Sabrina. before they can have fun, they have to be attacked by the sewer rats who no, are no, just. No, they were the sewer rats. It, uh, well, then who were the city red rats? house rats? They were being no, attacked. No, the the city rat. It was like the city <laughs> okay. rats, the garbage rats, or something like that. That were attacking them. So they had to look extra evil and look completely different, even though they were still all rats. Right. So like our our friends, the sewer rats, are like chubby and round and really friendly looking. Which yeah, no adorable. But I'm like, shouldn't the sewer rats be like I don't know tough and buff? Yeah, right. And then like these bigger, angrier, meaner looking rats come along. And you're like, well, who are they? 
the well, city rats we know they're evil because their eyes are red oh mm-hmm. yes they, 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 yeah. yes their, their fangs are pointier and they're gnawing yes. and they all Eat attack in like straight lines yes. Yes. and there are apparently hundreds of them <laughs> that, that makes sense i mean like looking into a drainage ditch and there is like a there's like a rat gang war going on <laughs> whoa. Like, whoa man okay dude I'm... i need to get out of oakland <laughs> God. So they fight like so the like Glico gets like sucked into this rat gang war in which he is he helps out and is saved by the sewer rats and they treat him to a celebration a feast it was uh, called a blast it, it, a blast yes the the music uh, was making my head hurt <laughs> but uh, but yeah it was like the the rats are well fed and they eat a lot of cheese somehow they managed to get all of this food it's quite impressive I have to say also one one rat got got drunk. Oh yeah, that was the one uh, rat yeah. that got drunk. Yeah, uh, and, <laughs> and and like it was funny because they kept like taking these very sort of like careful, like they had these sort of Rube Goldberg in ways to move food across the junkyard, mm-hmm. but then they would just put it on the ground. And I'm like, why didn't you just roll it off the? Okay, or just yeah. That was fun to animate. I get it. No, never mind. I, I you know, I like, but also, why didn't you just put it on the ground? <laughs> It's again, solving the problem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but at this point, Glicko's like, nah, I gotta go. I can't do this. Uh, also, we forgot the point where uh, uh, during the fight that uh, Glicko learns to jump. Yeah. He's oh, got, yeah. He's got, oh, yeah. He's got hops. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he figures out like, oh, hey, I can jump. That's a thing I can do. This might be useful later. <laughs> um, so because he didn't jump to get to the hat. No. Apparently. Yeah. No. Just so you know, jumping seems to be like his superpower. Uh, okay. Well, again, he's a platformer character, so. <laughs> I basically, and he just levels up jumping for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have that, and pretty much Glico's like, listen, dogs, I gotta, like, go. No, 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 no. His, his rat friend wakes him up and tells him they gotta go, because he already promised he would take him to the forest. Oh, okay. Right, in exchange for, oh, excuse me. Saving his life. Yeah, in the rat fight. Or on the street, yeah, yeah. So um, they go, they take this underground passage. They're like, all right, cool. Through the sewers. You're going you're gonna to help me out. We're going through the sewers. And okay, you're going to come with me? And he's like, nah, dog. I got to go home. And then he's like, okay, bye. And we have the longest goodbye sequence in any movie ever. Yeah, it kind of looks yeah. like he kisses him almost. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> the animation for that was very strange. Mm, yeah. Hmm. And mm-hmm. then also his friend just pretty much dumped him directly into a zoo. Right. And like, I, a part of me wonders, like, is this like, did the rat think this was the woods? Because he's a sewer rat and he travels explicitly by sewer. But he also like paints himself and other sewer rats as like well-traveled. They're like, we're the free rats. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I can smell the forest this way. Which I guess if it's a really good exhibit, then it must smell at least a little bit like the well, forest. I mean, yeah. for the sewer rats, the zoo, they just think that that must be the great beyond because clearly this movie is like a Plato's cave allegory. <laughs> and this is the, the limits of their sensory, like, a. <laughs> I saw a tree once. That must be a forest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the, sh- the shadows on the cave wall. Can't see the forest for the zoo? Yes. Uh, so he, he ends up in the, he ends up in like in the, in the chipmunk exhibit at the zoo. AKA mm-hmm. the chipmunk Truman show. The bush. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a little culty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the one guy that's like, hey, it's so, real cool here. Yeah, it's you a know? weasel. Why do you not, like, what, first problem, listening to the weasel. <laughs> yeah, you should. You seem like a cool guy. Get away from that food trough. I'll show you who's cool. I'm cool with you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> not to mention that he was a real dick to no-no. Oh, my God. He was he a was. jerk. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's a weasel. What you <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, uh, so, like, they teach... Glico to jump better again, so he levels up his jumping ability. He's now a level two jumper. Right, right. He, he can double jump now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then like, yeah, he tries to impress like the girl chipmunks by jumping, and then he's like, "All right, well, I gotta go." And the weasel is like, "Hey, dude, no, you don't want to leave, man. You don't want to leave, man." And I'm like, "Why are you pressuring this?" Also, like, <laughs> like, I, like the first. What is time, your relationship here? The first time they show the other like other girl chipmunks that are just like, I wonder who he's gonna marry. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like, so Ugh. I want to find out about this marriage, like this this culture of chipmunk I, marriage is going on here. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with that? 
I thought it was weird. Now, it is totally <laughs> weird, but at the same time, kind of fascinating. Is there some kind of like hierarchy of families that have been intermarried well, with we'll, each other? And is we'll there get, some kind of power we'll get to the next reference to that later because that was awesome. <laughs> well, I also wonder, like, I'm trying to think at what point Nono brings up her mom because I feel it might, it's a little bit later. Oh, later, yes. that's yeah. late. Okay, yeah, that's pretty late in the yeah. film. Uh, okay, so we know that Nono's there and is pretty much just like you know watching from afar and going like. Oh, I know about the forest. I forest seems like a, a good place. I like. He seems like he's I'm going from there. The forest. Oh, I want. I want to we're, find a level two jumper. We're not <laughs> exaggerating her voice too much. <laughs> really? No, really. She is one step down from that character from Kung Pao. Enter the fist. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like yeah, that's a lovely falsetto, ma'am. Could you bring the pitch? Just she's she's very like Fay and yeah yeah. So. As I remember it, and please correct it for me, Glicko's just, again, like, y'all dogs, I'm out, peace. Yeah, he just kind of like, uh, I'm going to escape. He escapes from the zoo. And so he does, and then he goes for a while, but he notices he's being followed while he's in, like, a, a cabbage patch. It's dun, like dun, carrots, dun. but yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he confronts to find out, it's no-no! So oh no! The party is too. Oh no! No no! And uh. he's like, "No, get out of here! You're a lady. Don't follow me, lady." Yeah, I mean, he's I like, see. "You don't know what it's like to struggle, bitch. You grew up in a cage. Yeah. I know. Hers was at least bigger. You have yeah. a bandana on. Yeah, she knew how to jump." Yeah, it's yeah. So he, but he eventually like relents, and the, the thus begins their their journey together, and the the collection of cut scenes. So let, let's see. Let's see if we can get this in the correct order. So they go... They're in a small, like... They're in fields first. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, an owl something? I don't there's remember what it is. Hawk. A hawk. Yes. Yeah, the, okay. first, the first time the, like, the hawk who is dead set on their on their total destruction uh, <laughs> appears. And none of these... None of these... Uh, let's, let's just Oh, just yeah. Let, let, let's... Okay. They meet a... Squ- I think it's supposed to be a squirrel. I think you're right. And the squirrel is like, hey, baby, to yeah. no-no, you should stay with me because I'm oh, set yeah. up for winter. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's like this. It's he's just kind of, he's here. like, hey, yeah, you should uh, marry me, kid. And like, he's talking. Uh, right, and then, again, and then, like this rodent marriage, like, and then, I know that you have, like, your life cycle is short, short lives with many children. Um, but like, also like, chill out, but yo. also, think about it this way. He's like, he's immediately just like, yo, you should marry me. And then immediately he's just killed. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Right. Well, he's grabbed by the hawk, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think the the hawk has some ill intentions towards this Well, squirrel. obviously, but they don't show him dying. They just show the hawk swooping down and grabbing him. Well, it's pretty much presumed that he's going to be <laughs> I, I, I know, but I'm just saying I it, just it like wasn't the shown on the film. Like, I it like wasn't graphic. It's yeah. just like, whoop. I, I will he was gone. S- I will say that when this happened, if I was totally in Glicko's situation, I'd be like, you know, we can wait for spring, right? <laughs> we got all his food. Let's just go take I mean, his you, nuts. You basically can take over his uh, yeah. supplies and then just hang out. <laughs> I, I just like the timing of it. He's like, hey, so you should marry me. And then, bleh, and just, like, <laughs> carried off like, well, that- Turn that bandana into a bindle and take some nuts. Yeah, yeah, and that was after the stupid squirrel like said, oh, well, there's all there's hawks and all these other like foxes and wolves and yeah, horse. And, yeah. and where are you going to find food, man? Where are you going to get the food to survive Yours. out here? Yours. We're gonna take yours. Yep. Because the hawk of justice has carried you away. <laughs> the hawk of yeah. You're being a creepy asshole. Yeah. And for yeah. that, you must die. So, social justice hawk. Comes. Social justice. Hawk. That that scene though was like the most surprising in the whole movie because I was like, seriously, that just happened in it, a kids movie. Oh it, my it reminded god. Me, it reminded me of the scene from Birdemic when the guy gets like his throat <laughs> slit by the bird that just goes like, just appears from off camera and just kills him. <laughs> All right, so we have that. The hawk takes away the squirrel. Then we have the scene where they're out in an open field and they have to get away from the hawk. And pretty much they just cover Nono up with some grass and Glicko just runs and bounces around for a bit. And well, he's then... running for like a specific shelter, but leaving her behind, which I just thought was weird. I think he's trying to distract the hawk and like leaving her to to be run safely is what I think was going on there. The, the pretty much he just had to go over there, touch it, and yell bass, and the bird had to leave. <laughs> which is Hawker about no what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you know hawk rules, right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dag! One of them touched the brush. I can't go after either of them now. So. I, I think well, this like is obviously, like, this hawk has some like, like some particular 
issues because he's eaten this fat ass squirrel and now he's like well i've seen these rodents and i can't eat any other rodents till i eat all of these so (laughs) he's operating some or some weird rules yeah he's like listen i've had the entree but i might have some sides like all the predators kind of work that way in this movie, Hey, you never though. know. Maybe you might have some, some kids or a spouse that needs yeah, maybe to go he's got old chicks he's got. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. yeah, you know, you gotta yeah. take care of the fam. So, <laughs> all right. So we have that. We have the scene where they go to the brush. Then after that, is that the farm? I think so. Yeah. Basically, like, after this, it, the narrative just kind of becomes a series of, like, scenes of them journeying various places. Because then there's the farm... And the farm has a cat. Oh, and there's a persimmon oh, tree. Yes. Yeah, so per- and that's, that's where Nono gets hurt. Right, yes. so Nono gets injured falling out of oh, a no. tree. Sprained leg. And then like, then we have the obligatory anime scene of like, no, just go on without me. I'll slow you down. And like, I'm not going to leave without you. <laughs> Except like Glicko sounds way more like Lars than that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then we have that scene. Then we have a the river scene, the boat. They, I they, forget how they got that. There, there was the boat. Well, they then they had like a journeying montage. Well, there was a period where he he, okay, they had like the journeying montage, and then there was a period where Nono tells him, okay, go on without me. I'm going to slow you down. You're not going to get to the mountains in time before the snow starts. But then he ends up going back for her, or I wait. Think, I think it's a little bit later, but they, they do get on the boat, I think, at this point. No, I feel, I feel like there was a point where he went back for her. Well, he did go back oh, for her. Oh, no, yeah, she like told him to leave him, and he left, but then he came back for her, and right. then there was a journeying montage. Yeah, then the yeah. journeying montage, then they slept under the bridge... Then they got in the boat. Then the boat was suddenly in the river, and we had music. Yes, that song. The song. <laughs> that yes, that song. Can yep. any can anyone tell me anything that was said in that song? Oh no no no. <laughs> no, no. On our way. No no. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. So Please. random. Well, he gets. They, they get on like a. I, I think it's one of those like. It's is it like a coal shipment or something and i guess fl- it's cool that's what i was full of pebbles about. or something yeah it's full yeah. of rocks and he has he has a song and it floats out to like the beach on the ocean and they have like a hilarious montage of them like fighting some sea creatures and then they're eventually parked on the beach and then they're running across the beach in a kind of bay watch homage <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's it's a series of scenes and it's like yeah, they're kind of cute but i i would say you could trim this movie down but it's already not very long to begin with so let's see. So at this point, we've gotten close to the mountain, which has become like the penultimate like thing. We have to get to the mountain and over the mountain. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's a. I mean, that's a good way to put it. It's like they fi- they finally see it, like it's the mountain, it's the the mountain range, and that's the last step before they can get into the forest. So at I'm trying to think. At this point is when we have Hawk Part Two, correct? Yes. Okay. So the hawk reappears. The hawk chases them for a bit, and the only thing of this encounter I can remember is sudden fox attack. Yeah, but yes. yeah. enter the fox who, like, eats the hawk. Yeah, yes. at some point, basically what happens is the Glicko is running through some rocks. He gets into a rock, and the the the, uh, the hawk is trying to claw through and grab him. And then at that point, that's when the fox appears, and they start fighting, and then Glicko is able to escape. And then I believe at the end of that fight where the hawk has been downed by the by the uh, by the fox there's a there's a scene that pans up to the fox and he's just and, like Rrr. and there's even a little bit of blood that's dripping out of the fox's mouth too it's like oh yeah things are getting it's like getting real now yeah, exactly is surprisingly violent. Yeah. i and i'm just shocked at the fact that like this fox more or less like took down a hawk that is like five or six times what either of them are well they're also it's, like not predators that would really interact very much i think right yeah. if anything like the hawk would probably take out the fox at the very least, the hawk could just fly away, but the fox, like, just sneak attacks. Yeah. So the fox had a plus five bonus for his attacks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if you think about it, you know, the birds are mainly just sky rats, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Birds of prey and all. So yeah. They established now the fox is, like, the existential threat, and then they, but they're having, going to, having to go over the mountain, and it's like, no, leave me behind. No, it's too cold. Yeah, not to mention the fox plays a bit of a plot point towards the end of the film. 
Yeah, so we have more climbing, more it's getting cold, there's no food, uh, just a lot of just like journeying a lot of journeying well, the, yeah. I do like the scene where they like they have the scene where they're, they're like oh it's, we're gonna we're gonna die if we stay in the cold and then it just scene cuts and it's like they just wake up like oh that was fine they just pop <laughs> out of the snow yeah we just slept in the snow and <laughs> yeah, we're what, fine what the hell was that <laughs> we're gonna build some tension and then take but, it away well yeah but then later they end up saying there's no food and we're so cold and there's a scene where they they walk in a circle and they go back to where they had slept the previous night so they stay there again, and then they have a hard time getting up that time. But I think it's just because of the lack of food at this point, mm. is I, what I'm guessing. I mean, eventually they 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 get to. I think like the the one scene of that's actually important for this shot is like, Nono talks about why, how she came to be in the in the woods and her mother, and it's like the most like oh let's just cut back to this incredibly depressing scene. Yeah, just yeah. the scene where like. Her mom was like, she remembers being out in the woods and free. And then she's just sad and she dies of being sad. Like, no, I have to die now. <laughs> <laughs> and also, oh, she no. has like chipmunk like eyeshadow. I thought that was weird. She's the only character in the movie that has makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly the secret died with her. Yeah. It was to show that she was older than everyone else, I guess. I don't know. And her, she had a weird, horrifying human face daughter. <laughs> that she dies is it's awful it's, she like stopped eating for weeks yeah, and yeah. she like killed herself this movie oh, no. is, yeah this part is very upsetting <laughs> it's like what where did this come from like for 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 something with like such simple clean lines and such a simple style it really does get weirdly gruesome yeah there's mm -hmm. like there's there's violence there's like chauvinism which is rewarded with more violence <laughs> <laughs> there's it's all about the framing yeah there's um, vengeance so yeah. we have at this point, then all of a sudden, our good friend Orson Welles shows back up. I've been here this whole time, you idiots. <laughs> you should... <laughs> I found some wonderful champagne over the ridge there. Look, so like my problem yes. with this bird is my, it's the same problem I had with the bird in, what was it, Thumbelina? Like, this guy could fly. Can he not just take you there? Well, speaking of Lord of the Rings, like... <laughs> <laughs> The eagle. Tulsi had an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> but we get to the end scene, at the, at the ending part, the climax of the movie, and it's they reach they reach the forest finally, and it's full of more chipmunks, and they're super happy to see him. But then all of a sudden, the murder fox. Fox, I'm gonna eat you. I, it feels like all the predators have like two appearances. Yeah. Well, I, that also that like this fox followed these chipmunks like go find other food. Don't like go No. Yeah. No, 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 but 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 remember the fox has also been terrorizing this particular group of chipmunks for quite some time. Oh, that's oh true. so like yes. maybe this was his inn? Yes. He's like I'm going to follow these two tiny chipmunks and find their home and then eat all of the chipmunks and gorge myself. Okay. Yeah, but but you think with that with that many chipmunks that were there, they would have been like, "Okay, now we have enough of a force to take down the fox." Instead, they're just like, "Well, fuck this." Shit, you he guys. Seemed, <laughs> he seems very fixated on killing Glico specifically. Yeah. Yeah. He wants that bandana. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's why he keeps sticking out was because of his bright blue <gasps> bandana. Oh. Well, I, I would also point out that like that ending scene made me furious because like all the other chipmunks just run up trees and Glico's like running along the ground. Right. And like like just run up a tree. Yeah. Even No No goes up a damn tree. The other, the other <laughs> yeah. chipmunks in the same shot are just going up a tree and they're fine. His instincts aren't any good. Like, he didn't have any up to go in the apartment. But that's not his superpower. <laughs> it's jumping. And he's yeah. a level three jumper by this point. Yeah. <laughs> highlight his jumping skills. Which leads us to the very, uh, it, the penultimate scene where we have Glicko there. The fox is, you know, they're over a ridge on a tree. You know, there's not much, there's nowhere for Glicko to go. Everyone's yelling at him to jump, Glicko, jump. jump but there are some that are saying, no, Glicko, don't, you can't do it. But uh, guess what he does? Uh, uh, Glicko jumps, and there was there was another ridge nearby. That so he apparently landed and, on. And the fox goes like, no. Well, the, the tree breaks, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and the then, fox. Yeah. then he falls to his death, well, or assuming falling to well, his death. Well, we have to see that in the Enchanted Journey, too. Wiley, yeah. you need to stop. In the arms <laughs> of an no. angel. No, no. Not for the bad guy. <laughs> Look, Sabrina's I feel like this. I feel like this film has had a very negative portrayal of cats and foxes. Okay. Well, they are hey. technically predators. I'm not saying that's incorrect. But 
maybe maybe just this fox is a is a huge asshole because he does look like a demon. I mean, he all, does kind of look like a demon. All the still. bad guys look like demons in this movie. I think that's unreliable. I think it's like all the chipmunks are cute and all the predators are all evil like monsters. But I'm sure if it was about them, all the chipmunks would be jerks and the cats are all cute. Exactly. Uh, and pretty much that brings us to the end. We have uh, we have Pippo pretty much tell like I'm gonna go see your sister and say hi, convince her to go on this journey, and then you know pretty- maybe he'll just fly her out. <laughs> And then Nono and Glicko, I guess, are just like besties, or maybe get together. It's a, it's a, one of those ambiguous, like, eh, whatever, friendships. They, they yeah. live hap- happily ever after, I'm yeah. sure, and a friendly marriage. Yeah, and uh, and that so ends the enchanted journey. The, the a last, very sudden end. The yes. last, the last thing in the <laughs> and series. And the budget of is gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Heather, what was your feeling catching back up to it? Well, I feel like they could have made that movie like maybe an hour instead of 90 <laughs> minutes because I definitely skipped through some of it because there was a lot of long panning shots that were very slow that had no reason to be like that. So I think like while I enjoyed the film, there was like I just wanted an editor to be there and like maybe trim this down. To, like it could have been like maybe like. An hour, yeah. 45 to 60 minutes tops. Yeah. Because they, they could have just avoided a lot of, like... I, I understand that it was to make it seem grand and to, like, you know, really make you, like, feel the shots and all that stuff. But there was just a lot of, like, unnecessary, like, slow traveling that could have been cut. Yeah, lots of, lots of like, just wide shots of them walking with, like, with them 80 yards, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a thing that they... Oh, God. Like, that was another, like question of the sound design like we can tell that they're tired because you drew them tired you don't need to make them pant at me like that but it's also it, it's it's more noticeable because there's no other sound yeah. yeah and the music is just like it's like weird casio noises <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is that i didn't feel like this film was all that enchanted yeah there where's was, the enchantment where's the magic oh it's the magic hat that's it Disappointing. If you stare at Nono's face long enough, you will see the magic. <laughs> You'll be enchanted. It's like one of those magic eye puzzles. Where, like, it'll, like, uh, you uh, will uh, see a real chipmunk nose if uh, you look uh, yeah. long enough. No, just that bandana. That's where all the magic was. Well, that's how he learned to jump like that. Exactly. Jeez, Gosh. Yeah. The ban- so, so it was an enchanted bandana. That went on a journey. No, Hence think... the enchanted journey. <gasps> no, the think... chip, the the bandana controlled the chipmunk. That was what it was all along. I think no, no, I think the chipmunks are enchanted because I once fed a chipmunk a smarty and it totally touched my hand and it was the purest moment of my life. <laughs> it was so amazingly adorable. And I and I and I engaged this woman, so it somehow trumped that. <laughs> oh. Well, this was before I met you. Oh, okay. Uh, we've, we've already on this podcast. We've already gone over which which cartoon animals are. Like are preferable to you? <laughs> Many times I've noticed <laughs> certain, wah, wah, wah. certain mice. You know, whip, whip, I don't. I don't care if anyone says chipmunks are are ador- are friggin' adorable. Oh, even, they are. Even though it was sad because when I visited my grandparents, they were like, "Yeah, we're we're shooting all the chipmunks here because they keep getting into the RV and ruin the RV." Cool story. So yeah, anytime there was a chipmunk, I'd have to be like, "There's a chipmunk," and Grandpa Look, would no, that's to shoot the story the of Enchanted yeah. the Enchanted Journey too. The chipmunks try to take the RV on an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it. We just need to convince your grandparents to stop shooting the protagonist. And, and then we're going to be going to the bandana factory to get bandanas for all of the Magic, chipmunks. Yeah. I just remember my chipmunk experience was I remember going on a backpacking trip and they were so used to humans in this park that they would like walk straight up to you and they would just like crawl in your backpack and like look for stuff to steal. God, that's amazing. They would just hit you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the chipmunks, the chipmunks hey, were... Hey, what, uh, what you got there? <laughs> yeah, the chipmunk that took the, the food from my hand, yeah, they were super used to people because I guess people kept going there and feeding them. So, like, I had all I had, like, I was like, really? They go up to people? So all I had was a Smarties. So I was like, I know I shouldn't be giving God, the chipmunk, chipmunk candy, didn't even but... have good taste. It was a giant smarty, and it looked adorable when he took him in his tiny paws, and it was okay. in his bright green smarty. Oh my god! It was a bright green smarty. Look, it know- was Glicko. Yes, <gasps> it's all wow, come I around got- full circle. <laughs> right, it's just like this is bad people. for me. I shouldn't eat these. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I miss human food. Mm, you <laughs> need more right. chocolate. Uh, the yeah. Enchanted Journey. Uh, let's eight. go ahead and get our last uh, our last hits on this. Um, Heather, uh, just going back to it. Was it good catching up on it one more time? I mean, I still enjoyed it. Like, I mean, it was pretty flawed, but I saw why I really liked it as a kid. So it was probably one of the better kids' movies from the 80s I revisited. <laughs> oh, boy. If you, had, if you had some ones where you were going back, like, oh, no, this is not good. Hmm. Yeah. We got to find out what's on your worst list and hit that up. Oh, we've probably watched some of those movies. <laughs> yes, there's only so many Ernests, though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the um, w- like the other, uh, I think the the corollary would be: Would you recommend this to be watched by anyone else? Mm, mm. Only if they were a big anime aficionado, I'd say. If if you liked, did anybody involved in this project go on to do something that like somebody might be more familiar with? Uh, <laughs> well, Orson no. Wells. I mean, Corian. <laughs> No, no, Orson Welles didn't go on to do anything anybody yeah. else liked. If you like this movie, watch Citizen Kane. All right. <laughs> if you like this movie, so, watch Transformers. All right, so let's see. Corian Orr, who did uh, No-No, uh, most known for being Nova in Star Blazers, uh, uh, Setsuko in Grave of the Fireflies, uh, Lady Kale from Starla and the Jewel Riders, and an announcer in Speed Racer. Oh yeah! I, all right, all right. I think if you uh, like, if I you... meant sort of like the, any of the animators or designers or like the people who influenced the look and uh, feel of the movie. It looks like a, it looks I'll look a lot like the, the, the like director Hideo. I shall. Yeah, he did more stuff. So Hideo, the director did Dor- worked on Doraemon. Oh. <gasps> yeah, Gachamon, the Enchanted Journey, Tomorrow's Joe, Doraemon, to name a few. Yeah, so like if you were a big fan of of any of those things, like it might be worth stopping by to like brush up on your knowledge of canon, essentially. Uh, but like I don't yeah, looks- personally, I wouldn't be like, "Yo, dude, you know what?" I would like pull the clips of Orson Welles and be like, <laughs> "Hey, you movie buff." It's Orson Welles as a pigeon. <laughs> well, also, also, I've learned like sometimes if you're not fully into the English sub. Sometimes, if you can, it pays to go back and rewatch something with the original, like, Japanese, and then just watch a sub of it, because sometimes the things, when they translate things, like, I, they didn't, okay, I felt like they didn't even bother doing lip syncing that well for no. the English version, but at the same time, sometimes when people translate something into English, they don't, it, sometimes the translation ends up being weird and some things come across differently than they do in the original film. So as an anime purist, I tend to prefer subs Ooh. over dubs because I like to see what the original intent was versus what we try to make it to make it more palatable for like our, you know, American taste, so to speak. I, I, I would also admit, maybe this is a movie where if you if you watch it sub, you could then replace the soundtrack like you you sync this to dark side of the moon <coughs> like uh is, is that how this works no that's like, not what i was saying i feel like the 80s were an interesting time for anime because like like you were saying it's one of those things where you never know what the original was like because i remember like there was a company that tried to do nausea in the valley of the wind but it was called something else in the 80s and it got a really bad dub that tried to make it like focused on the guy in the movie and weird butchered all the hell i never <gasps> saw that version yeah no like i always heard nightmares about it oh <laughs> my god no like there was a sort of like trend for like anime shovelware like essentially like hey we have the rights to and like that's sort of what i asked earlier like i wonder if all they had the rights to was like the visuals of the movie and like that's why there's no soundtrack because i can't imagine making a movie like this and not putting Swelling strings or or well, something Ooh. like anything, literally yeah. anything. Yeah, maybe, maybe sounds so like a I That's why, yeah, like why there's no foley work. Like there, the dub is like. I'm sorry, people who worked on this movie, but it wasn't your best, except you, Orson Welles. Um, Aren't you firing on all cylinders? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like there's there's no soundtrack. Like the there is like three sounds that occur. It's Glicko's jump sound. Um, sometimes them eating something, and then like yeah, like there's nothing. So like I wonder if all they got, like all they paid for. Uh, was just the like just the like the 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 animated movie and like none of the other rights came with it. Wow. Um. So yeah, no. I mean, like it totally makes sense that this was like 
you found this at a, a video store, like, because VHS are uh, uh, younger viewers, younger listeners. You may not know what a VHS is. Um, Let us regale you of a time. But <laughs> um, it was kind to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, like you would find these sort of beautiful gems or, like, at least these very strange little things that were incredibly cheap to produce, incredibly cheap to buy, and, like, incredibly cheap to rent. Um, and I think this is this is one of the things. Like, it was cool to watch once. I'm glad that I uh, uh, saw what I saw. But, like, I don't know. I wouldn't be like, yo, yo, sit down with me. I'll watch. pop some popcorn and we'll watch these two chipmunks. Yo, we'll watch this uh, horrifying movie about a chipmunk and uh, it's friends and they die. And uh... Can I reduce your opinion of Orson Welles? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever wanted to see a rat gang war? I don't think... <laughs> Well, Have I don't you know, ever I, thought about Jimmy Stewart as a rat? <laughs> but it's like, but not Jimmy Stewart, just someone who sounds a lot like him. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I think that's probably going to do us for the Enchanted Journey. It it was, uh, as as I think we said, it's a if you are a big anime aficionado, probably could be something you'd see. Definitely down for I, historical purposes. For historical yes. purposes, this belongs in a museum. <laughs> I, I would say if you if yeah if you like that that eighties era of like you know Kimba that kind of era yeah if, if you're someone who's like I I, I really like that kind of era of eighties like uh, anime animation I would say yeah sure this is pretty this is pretty harmless I I could just sink it to Dark Side of the Moon all right well that takes care of it uh, let's go ahead and start this first uh, I'm first going to start uh, this week by thanking Heather for coming in and bringing us the Enchanted Journey yes yes Yay. thank you. Yep. <laughs> uh, and let's see so uh first off i also want to give a thank out to all of our lovely patreon subscribers i uh, give them uh give them their shout outs for this particular give block of episodes your money you can go over to patreon.com slash sat friends club if you want to you know have your name added to this and also just help out the show also we like eating food and having lights on yeah just, you, you know in general I mean, we, we all live in a big haunted mansion together <laughs> yes it's, it's, Spoilers! That's for next Halloween. That's the next. Movie. <laughs> it's very difficult to find new mansions, <laughs> especially uh, in this area. So, so um, uh, let's give thanks out to Phoenician Item Crafting, Redea, and our good friend Dan Vincent for uh, for continuing to be best friends of the Saturday and, Friends and I, Club. I'm sure, he, like, yeah, he he is. He would get a kick out of Orson Welles being in this. Yes, yes, he would. He, he had a he had a particularly good time with us uh, on the Beetlejuice cartoon episode. So <laughs> listen to us. Listen to you. Yes. Uh, so yes, thank you all, and uh, let's go ahead and just go through this. Uh, thank you, Mags. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, your name, Martin. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> He's trying to escape, but he's pinned in here. <laughs> I've got to be mean to you once an episode. It's not. It's not an episode if I'm not just brutally mean. <laughs> Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Eric. I've never been thanked before. <laughs> Thank you, Sabrina. You're not welcome. Okay, and thank you all you wonderful fans out there. We love you. You can go over to satfriendsclub.com to find our podcast. You can go over to Twitter at satfriendsclub to uh, to join us there. Uh, we are nowhere else on the internet but those two places as far as I'm aware of. You yeah, should, yeah. Hey, find us on iTunes. Leave us an iTunes review. That would be super cool. Like, just do it. Say we're cool. It Keep helps. us up there on the rankings. It helps the general effort, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and as for that, that'll take care of us for this week. Next week, let me remember, so we had animals on an adventure. If there was only another movie we could do about a group of animals on an adventure. Hmm. Hmm. Who's ready to cry? <laughs> it Damn it, Mags. As soon as... As soon as I knew that was your choice, I was like, "Damn it, I'm going to cry." We're talking about I, Old Yeller, Homeward Bound. I forgot. I forgot how much it was going to make me cry. <laughs> so next episode, we're going to be talking about animals going over the Sierras to find their kid again over the mountain to find their very '90s family. Yes, yes. yes. in so, San Francisco. So the uh, our friends will reconvene for that episode, but we will catch you next week for that. Uh, till then, sleep well, everybody. Bye. Good night. I'll be the same.